Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Koontz. This sermon is entitled The Race, and it was preached on July 12th of 2020. Now, unfortunately, right in the middle of this service, we lost our internet connection, and I'm getting a lot of the audio for these early episodes from YouTube. Now, later on, we did start recording. I started recording directly on my computer, so if we had an internet problem, we had a full recording. But unfortunately, that is not the case in this day, and we do lose a small portion of the sermon. Uh, but we hope you will be able to get something from the the, the sermon, the, the major portion, of course, that you will hear today. And of course, we do invite you to visit us. We're at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri. We're right close there to Clay Como. Sunday school is at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. And of course, worship service is at 11 every Sunday morning. And of course, come by and say hi. And now, the race with Pastor Philip Coons. Let's all now turn to the book of Matthew. To the book of Matthew, chapter 5. As we turn to uh, verses 43 through 48. And if we could please stand to honor the reading of his word. And I love this. This is, you have heard that it was said, as Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, be perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. America was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we know this. We've spoken about this. We spoke about it last week. But have mistakes been made here in America? Well, Yes, obviously mistakes have made because we're human, and human beings are not perfect. We're all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans, Romans 3, verse 23, there's none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3, chapter, verse 10, we know this. We're human beings, and as Christians, we are running a race right now. We're running a race, and we need to stay the course. We need to continue to run that race, to live our lives running a race to continue to race, staying on course, following God and God alone, following his word and his word alone, following his will and his will alone, not our own. Not what we think, but what he says. How do we know he says it? Because his word says, how do we know it's his word? Folks, study it, learn it, follow it. It says that even in history, we know those, even many of those who tried to prove it wrong have proved that they were wrong and that it is correct, and they've come to know him. It's obvious when you get to know it and when you get to know him. We're running a race, and we need to know that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27, it says this. 
Do you not know that all those who run in a race, but one receives, it says, do not know that all those who run in a race run, but one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain it. Everyone who strives for the prize exercises self-control in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. So therefore, I run, not with uncertainty. So I fight, not as one who beats the air, not one who beats the air, but I bring and keep my body under subjection, lest when preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Folks, now that means all of us, not just preachers. We all should not preach the word, speak the word, testify to the word, unless we give our self-control unto the Lord and to his word. We know this. We know this. But as it says right now, especially we need to keep this under consideration, as it says in Galatians 5, chapter 7, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? We are all in a race of our lives right now. Somebody is hindering us. It's the enemy, of course. He's tripping us up. It's different for everybody because everybody has different temptations and everybody has different people tripping them up. Everybody does. Everybody has a different race in their life. Everybody has a different race that they're in in the sense that everybody has some different temptations. We are running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? In reality, we all have a free will and we all get tripped up on different things. So who is it who is trying to trip us up? The enemy. He uses different things for different people. And right now as we run the race, there are things that are on the media. There are things right now on the news. There are people right now telling us things. By the way, they're being used to the enemy. Telling us things, using our emotions against us. And so I speak of the race that we are in. And I speak of races that are being spoken of and used against us, using our emotions against us. So right now when I speak about the race that we're in, I'm going to speak about the race that God has for us, and I'm going to speak about the races that are out there. And I don't like speaking about this because it's controversial, and I don't like controversial things. As you know, here recently I've had to speak about them. I don't like that. I don't like speaking about it. I like to be easygoing. I like to speak about things that are just so easy that nobody Nobody likes to talk about it. I like to be the kind of guy, I like to be like Mr. Rogers. But even he had to speak about these very things. Even he had to speak about these things. I like to be like Big Bird and, and look all loving and kind. But we have to speak about these things sometimes, especially when it comes to this. Right now, you've probably heard of BLM, Black Lives Matter. You, I'm sure you've heard of this. If you have a TV or if you're even in this world, you've heard of Black Lives Matter. When we first hear of something like Black Lives Matter, we all say, well, of course. And while we're making obvious points, Black Lives Matter, let me tell you something else. My skin is white. I'm going bald. The sun is hot. Water is wet. And while we're making these obvious points, Black Lives Matter, yes, they do matter. They obviously do matter. And, in fact, Black Lives Matter is not a new thing. The group Black Lives Matter started exactly seven years ago tomorrow. It is Black Lives Matter is, is a group. Now, the statement is true. Black lives do matter, obviously. Obviously, but the group itself is not necessarily a peaceful group. It seems like it would be. It seems like it's making a good point. But in reality, the group itself, this association, this movement, is not a peaceful group. It's a Marxist group. Behind it is a, a lot of uh, 
uh, communism. There's a lot of things behind it that is not peaceful and is not good, and we've got to be careful. Yes, it sounds like it's a good thing. Quiet, please. It sounds like it's a good thing. She agrees. It sounds like it's a good thing, but it's not. It's not a good thing because behind it is a lot of uh, uh, lies that Satan uses, a lot of lies. Communism and other things is not true. And in fact, even recently on CNN, and I'll use his name, I'll just say it straight out, Don Lemon, who I'm not a fan of, Don Lemon recently said that not all black lives matter, just some black lives. Well, that's, that's, that's stupid, and it's also prejudice. No, all black lives matter, not some, all. And I know that it makes you suddenly, quote-unquote, a racist to say this, but all lives do matter, not just black lives, all lives. You're supposed to be called a racist if you say all lives matter. Some people have even lost their job over it. Some people are called a racist if you say it. But, folks, all lives do matter to God and should be to us. All lives matter. All lives matter. Black lives matter. People are, and I hate to say this, I don't mean all of them, especially those who are fooled, but for those, the, the main group is filled with hate and bitterness. And I'm not going to talk about names. I could. I know them all. But I'm not going to name their names because I do hope the best for them. But there are many people who are fooled by this. They don't understand because the enemy is using them. There's many people, uh, used to be NFL quarterbacks, who are ignorant and don't even have the uh, job there right now, who are, are using this to, to bring hatred to the young people. And you may say, well, this is not a big deal. It is a big deal because young people are foolish. They're, they're ignorant. They don't know any better. They hear what they hear on TV and they say, well, this must be true because these people are famous. Famous people are all smart. Kids, don't be fooled. They're not all smart. He's not even smart enough to keep an NFL job, let alone. Anyway, that being said, that being said, he's smart enough to take advantage and manipulate. But Satan does the same. Don't be fooled by the cunningness. Don't be fooled by this. The enemy knows what he's doing. But just because he's smart enough and cunning enough to take advantage doesn't mean he's right. Know, know the truth. They're filled with hatred. They're filled with bitterness. But it's not true. What does it say in 1 John 2.11? But whoever hates his brother is in darkness. Unfortunately, right here we had a technical problem and we lose a portion of Philip's sermon. But uh, we will pick it right back up as soon as we were able to return to our recording. Here it is. 5.21. I command you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing by partiality. We are not to be partial. We are not to show judgment in that sense. We are to love all people, all races, all of us. There was a time that the Jewish people, by tradition, were prejudiced. They thought themselves to be holy and wonderful and better than everybody else. They thought that. But God corrected them. Let's, let's look at Acts 10, 28. Peter said this to them. You know how unlawful it is for a Jew to visit or approach a foreigner, but God has shown me not to call any man common or unclean. He then said, in verses 34 to 35 in chapter 10, Peter began to speak, saying, Truthfully, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He says, But in every nation, he who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. God loves us all equally. We also see in the book of Acts, chapter 8, Philip, what a beautiful name, Philip, did not, not the apostle Philip, but a disciple by the name of Philip. He went out and he spoke to a man. He was called by Jesus to go speak to a man. 
who was far away. He went to speak to this man, and then later on was taken to a completely different place like that, but he went and spoke to this man who was an Ethiopian eunuch. This Ethiopian, Ethiopian, by the way, is black. An Ethiopian, he went and spoke to him of a, different, of a completely different belief. He spoke to him about Jesus Christ. The Ethiopian, right then and there, asked Jesus, asked his Lord and Savior, was baptized right then and there, right there, and became a believer. And then he raised his family and taught them to be believers because God doesn't care about the color of skin. He doesn't care about that. It's the color of the soul. And I'm not talking about literal color. I'm talking about spiritual. That's what God is looking at. Let's take a look real quick at the creation of God and take a look at each and every one of us. We are all created by God, every single one of us. Let's take a look at that, God's creation. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. He created mankind. 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 Human race. This is where the word race comes from. Ethnicity. Some say, I have a hard time saying it. Ethnicity. But this is where the word race comes from, the human race. Okay, so he created them, man and woman. But in Genesis 3.20, and I love this, Genesis 3.20, the man, I'm going to add on, the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The mother of all the living. We all have the same skin. We all have the same skin. You may look on the outside and say, no, we don't. Yes, we do. We just have a different pigment. But we all have the same skin. Every single one of us. The pigment's different. Even in the white folks. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. So-called white. I look at some of us, even here, we're supposed to all be white. Brother Jeff is redder than me. He's redder than me. That's right. And, and one, some of you are darker than me. I don't care. You're all a lot better looking than me. Doggone it. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. Some of you all have more hair than me. We'll talk later. But let me tell you this. It doesn't matter. You are all children of God. You've been saved by Jesus. We'll talk about that too. The fact of the matter is, is that God loves you all. He loves you all. He loves you all. Every single one of you. What happened then? We all came from Adam and Eve. What happened? Pastor, how do you explain? Well, it's right there in the Bible. It's right in the Bible. We see that sin entered in. We know about it. We don't need to go through all that again. Sin entered into the earth through Adam, through Eve. Sin entered in. We know that. Then we see through chapter 6 of Genesis, we see about Noah's ark. By the time we get to Genesis chapter 10, we know about his sons and their wives, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. We know about them. They separated. They went their own ways. We know about that. So let's talk about where the different races have come from. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that hard to understand. We see from Ham come the Cushites. The Cushites eventually went off. From there we get the people from Africa from Egypt, from Canaan, by the way, that includes the Philistines, the, the Canaan people, talking about the Canaanites, that, that includes the Philistines, talking about Goliath and others. Then we have Japheth. From Japheth, we get the, he went north. Japheth went north. That includes the people from Europe, the people from Europe and Asia Minor. And then we have Shem. From Shem, he stayed close to home. And from his grandson, we have Eber, Eber is where the Hebrews came from, those from Arabia. They stay, those are where the people of Arabia came from. Eventually, of course, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and in Genesis 11, it went farther than that. 
In Genesis chapter 11, we see the Tower of Babel. From the Tower of Babel, this is where the people of Ham were from, the Tower of Babel, we see that they went against the Lord God, then God separated everyone in different languages, they went even furthermore. They didn't understand one another. They went further away from one another. Separation, even more so. Oh, this sounds very mysterious. It sounds almost like a fairy tale. No, it's science. It's science. It's medical. It's medical. You get gene with genes, and things go different. That's all it is, the pigmentation and everything else. It's not fairy tale. It's science. Look into what the word science means. Look into medical. It's not hard to believe at all. It's not hard to believe at all. But we are still all from one human race. So we see where it came from. So what is the perfect race then? From all of this, what is the perfect race? Well, we're all from human race. But what is the perfect race? Well, let's see. God wanted to bring in the perfect race. So he found Abram. Abram was a good man. He knew from Abram he could bring the perfect race. From Abram, he decided that he was wanting to bring someone in who was the perfect race. From Abram, he saw that he wanted to bring his son, his son Jesus. So therefore, he said, from Abram, from you. By the way, Abram was not an Israelite. Abram, who he changed his name to Abraham, Abram, who had no children, he said, I'm going to make you the father of of nations, the father of many, many, many children. This, this is impossible. Not from God, it's not. From Abram, he brought the Israelites, the Jewish. He brought them. So does what does that mean? Well, let's look into this. So he said, I am going to bring the perfect one to all mankind. All mankind. And that's what he did. He started a race through the family tree. So from Abram or Abraham, he brought Isaac. From Isaac, he brought Jacob. Jacob, who he renamed Israel. From Israel, he eventually brought one of his 12 sons, Judah. From Judah, eventually we got to David. To David, we got Solomon. From Solomon, we got Mary. From Mary, we get Jesus. Jesus' father is God. By the way, David's stepfather, Joseph, is also from the line of Solomon. That's her, her Mary's third cousin. But all that being said, all that being said, we see eventually, eventually, uh, through Abram, it led to Jesus. So wait a minute, are you saying the perfect race is the Jewish? No, because they are human too. All of us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The perfect race is not the Jewish, the perfect race is Jesus. He's the perfect race. He, and he alone, is the perfect human being. He's the perfect one. Let's see what it says in Acts, chapter 17, 26 through 27. I think... This can sum it up pretty well. Talking about God here. He has made he has made from one blood every nation of men to live on the entire face of the earth, having appointed fixed times and boundaries of their habitation. And they should seek the Lord, so perhaps they might reach for him and find him. Though he is not far, from each one of us. He's not far from each one of us. Amen. Amen. We are all one in Jesus. We are all one race in Jesus. If we find Jesus, ask Jesus to save us of our sins. And by the way, it is not a sin to be black. 
It is not a sin to be Hispanic. It is not a sin to be white. It's not a sin to be white. I know nowadays some people believe that. I don't want to put anyone down in particular, but I'm going to say I've seen different people in Hollywood apologizing for being white. Apologizing. I'm so sorry what others have done. And I, no, I don't apologize for being white. God wanted me to be white, and so therefore I am. I don't apologize for it. I'm not a racist. I love everyone. I've been foolish many a times in my life. And I don't doubt I'll be foolish again. But I love all people. I'm not a racist. I don't apologize for what others have done. I'm sorry they did it, but I don't apologize for what I haven't done because I can't. I can't make up for what they've done. Jesus Christ already did all the apologies. He did it on the cross. I can do nothing about it except to say I will do the best that I can do by following Jesus. That's the best I can do. I love you. I agape love you. I will do the best I can do for everyone. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. I love you. We can do our best by loving Jesus and letting Jesus live through us. He is the perfect race, though. Not Christians. Nope, 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 nope. Only Jesus. Only him. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. I don't understand. You're saying Christians aren't the perfect race? No. Christianity is the perfect race, but not Christians, because we're still human. We're still human. We still make mistakes. Let me see a hand of people who have never made a mistake, even after being saved. Better keep your hands down. Because <laughs> all have sinned. That means even when we're saved. But it is he who is in us that's perfect. It's he who is in us that is perfect. I would love to tell you that I've never made a mistake after I've been saved, but that would be a mistake because it would be a lie. We've all sinned, all of us. But let's see what it says. Let's see what it says in the Bible, even when we're saved. Let's see what it says about salvation through Jesus Christ. In the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 28. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. Let me stop there for a second. What does it mean, neither Jew nor Greek? The word Greek, in some versions, say Gentile. This doesn't mean you have to be from Greece. This doesn't mean you have to be from Greece. The word Gentile means any other race in this situation. Any other race. Any other race. You don't have to be from Greece. He wasn't speaking to the Greeks in this situation. He was speaking to the Galatians. So you don't have to be from Greece. Greece is not the word, the word that you heard. No. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. And there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are all one in Christ Jesus. For those young people out there who I spoke to online, you're probably not watching, but I wish that you were. Christ Jesus loves you. Christ Jesus loves you. doesn't matter the color of your skin. He died for you. It broke my heart to see these young people who are lied to and believe that the Bible doesn't talk about you, that Christ doesn't love you. Some of the Black Lives Matter people want to tear down statues of Jesus because they think it looks too white. Well, that's racist even in this own statement. But let me just tell you this. Jesus loves you. It's not the statue that matters. It's not the color or what you think the person looks like or whatever else. It's the statement that it represents Jesus Christ. That's what matters. And he loves you. His arms open wide to you of all races. Do you not understand? It's about love. It's not about hatefulness. It's not about fighting. Because this only gets you this. This gets you this. And Christ's hands are open wide to you on the cross. 
and when he arose. And he wants you because he loves you. I love you. We love you. It doesn't matter what race you are. Romans chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. Remember what that means. For the same Lord over all is generous toward all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 1 Corinthians. It goes on and on and on. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we are Jews or Gentiles, whether we are slaves or free, and we have all been made to drink of one spirit. We're all saved. It doesn't matter where you're born. doesn't matter what you look like. You are saved. It is your spirit that counts. Do you not understand? By the way, I'm not telling you not to be proud of what you are on the outside. I'm not telling you that. Because God made you what you are, and he loves you. He loves you. You can be proud of that. That's okay. God made you what you are, and he wants to use you for what you are. That's wonderful. However, however, in the long run of things, that doesn't matter. Not when it comes to your eternal soul. You're not going to be like that when you're in heaven, and neither am I. I have a, bad, a good feeling I'm going to have lots of hair, and I'm going to be thin. That's what I have a feeling of. But I, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be a Caucasian. Because that doesn't matter. None of it does. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. Listen now. Listen, it's important. But now you must also put away all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie one to another since you have put off the old nature with its deeds and have embraced the new nature which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created it, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. It's important to know that he's here for you. And by the way, Christians, we will be hated by the world. We're going to be hated by the world. The Bible says it. says it clear as a bell. Matthew 10, 22, you will be hated by all men for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. We should know this. You're going to be hated. Sometimes you're going to be hated because you love Christ. This is why right now some of us are hated. You know, this whole thing started with Black Lives Matter. It started with people wanting to tear down historical statues. I could almost understand some of that, not really, because I think we should learn from history, not try to destroy history. I don't think you should try to erase it, but learn from it. That's my opinion. Also, it's facts. You don't learn from things that aren't there. Trying to rewrite history is stupid, quite honestly. But the other thing is, is the fact that I knew it was just the beginning. Suddenly you start trying to rewrite history that has nothing to do with racism. Let's tear down people who fought for blacks. Let's start turning down people who loved blacks. Let's start turning down things just because you want to, just because... Tearing down one thing's not enough. Then it builds up and builds up, and emotions go crazy. And let's build down, let's turn down everything. Hey, here's a statue of Ronald Reagan, and here's a statue of, of, of Ronald McDonald. And I'm just telling you, that hasn't happened yet, but it's next. Ronald McDonald has white makeup. Tear him down. And I'm just telling you, it's just the beginning, because everything will go that way. And wait a minute, here's Jesus. Tear him down. Folks, you can't get a more loving, you can't get a more loving, perfect person. I mentioned to you all ago. About Don Lemon. Not a fan. 
But he, he, Don Lemon on CNN, who should not have a job, I'll be honest. Don Lemon on CNN actually said the stupidest thing I've ever heard. CNN is not news. It's an opinionated, moronic thing. CNN, Don Lemon, the moron of the month, and then some, he actually said that Jesus, and this is him saying this, not Philip Jones, he said, Jesus admittedly said, he's not perfect. <laughs> he said that this week. Wow. No, Don. I love you, Don. I, lo I don't like you, but I love you. But let me tell you this, Don. Jesus is perfect. Nobody else in the world has ever been perfect but Jesus. Don, listen. Jesus is perfect. Absolutely, absolutely 100% perfection. He's the only one who's been perfect. Not you. Definitely not CNN. And not me. But Jesus is perfect, and he can save you. He can save me. Yes, Jesus is perfect. He's not a mentally unperfect. He is perfect. He is the way. He is the truth. He is salvation. He is all these things. He is life. He is perfect. Don't listen to people like that. He is perfection. We'll be hated because they don't want to hear the truth that is Jesus. But folks, even in that, even in that, we can't show hatred. We can't show complete frustration. It's hard for me even now. Can't show complete frustration. If I was to meet Don Lemon right now, you don't have to do. Don, you're wrong, but I love you. And I do love him. I love him so much that I want him to know. I love him because we're to love our neighbor all around. Remember the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. But they yelled at me. They hurt me. No, we got to love them. I can understand those who've been treated wrong with racism, and there has been some. Here in America, there have been racist people, even those who put on hoods and claim to be Christian, and I'm going to say that's the most unchristianly thing you can do. Don't you dare blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ. Don't you do it with hatred. Don't do that. Don't you dare hurt the name of my Lord and Savior and say you're doing it when you're put hatred. But let me tell you something. We're to show love to all people. We're to show love to our neighbor. Where do you get that, Pastor? Oh, all over the Bible. First of all, Jesus himself said in Mark 12, 31, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Don't misconstrue the Bible. Don't misconstrue the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. He loves us all equally. Ephesians 4, 32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God and Christ also forgave us. And by the way, they've done nothing wrong be born the way God wanted them to be born. Good heavens. We're to love everyone equally. There's many other things I could say, but I won't. Some of it I want to say. I will say this, though. 1 John 4, 16 through 21, I will say this. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, God, God's love is perfected in us so that we may have boldness on the day of judgment because he, as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears is not perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, listen now, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For whoever does not love his brother whom he has not seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? We have this commandment from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. 
We're to love everyone. We don't have to like them. We have to agape, godly love them. By the way, don't change the definition of agape either. People do that all the time. It's not loving people just because, you know, like you want to love you. No, you have to godly love them. Don't phileo love it. And if that's what a lot of people say. It's like phileo love. No, it's not. It's agape love. It's God's love. Only a Christian can truly agape love because you have to have God in you to have agape love. We are in the race of our lives to follow Christ and share his love as he did as he died for all because he loves all of us. And all lives matter to God, and they should matter to us all as he lives in us. There is neither Jew nor Greek, Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, and there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Let's now bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for loving us. We thank you that you created every single living person on this earth. Lord, we thank you for the differences that you made. Lord, you love us. You wanted variety, and you made it so. Lord God, even though we were all created under two people, you wanted variety. And you wanted it to be that way, and you made it to be that way because you wanted to show that it doesn't matter what we look like. It only matters that we be like you by allowing you to live within us. I pray right now for all those out there who believe they are hated by you, that they see that they are loved by you. I pray right now, Lord God, if there are anyone, if there is anyone out there who calls himself a Christian and is not allowing your love to be seen, that that changes this very day. I pray right now, Lord God, that your love will change them today. Hatred will not do it. Violence will not do it. Only the love of Jesus can change us. I pray that we see just how much you love each and every one of us and that each and every one of us will be changed by your love. Lord God, we love you and we thank you for loving us. We pray this in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.